Joining us now is a an extremely competent guy who is always interesting to listen to. He is retired lieutenant general in the United States Army and former national security advisor. Please join me in welcoming General Keith Kellogg to the uh, to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Now, I, I just want to tell you a little bit about the general. I mean, he served as national security advisor to Vice President Pence, executive secretary, chief of staff of the United Nations National Security Council in the Trump administration. During Vietnam, he served in the 101st Airborne Division and uh, after qualifying as a U.S. Army Special Forces officer, an advisor, uh, it goes on and on, folks. This guy's the real deal. All right, good morning, General. Uh, I come back from Greece. Uh, I'm not listening to the news. I come back, I find out that good old uh, Nancy Pelosi decides that she needs to go to Taiwan. Who the hell knows why? And uh, now what we've got are the Chinese who are engaging, apparently, as I understand it, in uh, simulated attacks on Taiwan uh, and a, you know, heightened simulation war. What, what What is going on? Do you know why she went there? And what are the implications and consequences? Yeah, Judge, Judge thanks for having me. Look, first of all, it was an uncoordinated trip. I mean, that was very clear. When you had the administration's reaction to her deciding to go, uh, they and they pushed back on her, and then they had the military departments, uh, primarily the chairman of the Joint Chiefs and the SecDef, try to push back. She went anyway. I think you know very candidly, Judge. Once she had, it got out that she was going, we, we, they were caught in a, a real bind. You know, they were damned if they did and damned if they didn't going forward. The problem is now with Taiwan. The Chinese are now looking at this, and they're putting multiple incursions into. The, the Taiwan's airspace with uh, air, hundreds of aircraft going into the air defense identification zone. They're firing rockets and missiles all around Taiwan. It's a clear show of force by them. And my concern now is that while we thought this was just going to kind of continue to go on in time, they, the Chinese, President Xi, is looking at the United States in a very weakened state, and the leadership is in a weakened state based on everything you see happening around the world. And I think he's now thinking, maybe I can do this within the next two years of conducting an invasion of Taiwan and bring it uh, under the realm of China. And it was always, this is of our own making. And they've kind of forced their way into this, and now we're kind of stuck with it. You know, my frustration is this administration sometimes doesn't understand the gravity of their moves when they – when they make these decisions, you know, when you look at multiple mass security events simultaneously, one can be hard, but they've got China, Taiwan, Ukraine, Russia, Iran, nuclear deal. They've got Afghanistan. They got North Korea. And I don't think they've got the adults in the room to handle this. And, and I think in the next couple of years, we're going to have some real problems. You know, it's interesting, uh, General Kellogg, that you predict that China could possibly invade Taiwan while Biden is in office. Um, and, you know, when you identify all of the calamities going on in the world, the United States is exhibiting not just a timid foreign policy, but a uh, a disorganized one. Let's go back to uh, uh, Nancy for a minute, an uncoordinated trip. There are some people saying, gee, that's great. Nancy did it. She shows how we're tight with uh, Taiwan. We support them. But what the United States, go back. let's go back to the policy, has a one-China policy. Policy, which basically says everybody, it's China, and that's the end of it. But do we have a treaty with Taiwan that we will defend it if it's, in, if it's invaded? No, no, we, we used to. In 1976, Jimmy Carter abrogated the treaty. It was a defense treaty with, with Taiwan. 
and the, and they did it. Carter did it on his own, and, and Congress was so mad at it. That's when they passed what's called the Taiwan Relations Act, which means we give them arms, defensive arms. And I and you're right about this. When we went back to a one China policy, it goes back to the Shanghai communique of 1972 when Nixon is last night in visiting uh, China. Mm-hmm. They signed this communique. It basically said, well, it's one China policy and Taiwan will become part of China. Uh, we're going to do it through diplomatic means. I, I remind everybody, Taiwan has really never been part of China. China and Japan fought a war in, in, in uh, the late 1800s. And as a result of that war, and China lost the war, mm-hmm. that Japan gained control of Taiwan. So Taiwan for years and generations have been, has been part of Japan, not part of Interesting. China. No you know what? I'll China bet I bet a lot of people, General, didn't know that. I, I bet a lot of people, you know, it, it, look, this isn't a priority for, for Americans, but everybody kind of just assumes that China at one time ruled Taiwan, but you're saying that didn't happen. No, because they lost a war in the late 1870s with Japan, and Japan gained Taiwan in perpetuity forever, sort of like Guantanamo Base with the United States of America and Cuba. So I, I remind everybody, look, everybody keeps thinking Taiwan's always been part of China. No, it wasn't. It hasn't been there. And then when you look at Taiwan right now, which is our seventh largest trading partner, they're kind of a stopgap in the South China, north of the South China Sea. And when it goes back to Nancy Pelosi visiting there, I wish she would have coordinated with everybody. But more important, I wish she would have taken them down that she went. I wish she had taken a bipartisan delegation. When Newt Gingrich went there in 1997, he took a bipartisan Delegation. Nancy took only Democrats. I think that's really foolish when you when you go there. Well, uh, do you expect anything grander from her? She's a political operative. And you know what, General, I got to tell you, you know, it looks like she's going to, you know, the Republicans are going to take the House. She's not going to be speaker. So this is her grand tour. And the fact yeah. that Biden couldn't stop her is amazing. You remember when Donald Trump, President Trump stopped her from going on a junket? You know, he just said the plane's not taking you, honey, and that's the end of that one. Um, but uh, but let's talk about, you know, Biden and how he looks in all of this. You know, Xi Jinping, when he talked about Nancy Pelosi, said, if you play with fire, you get burned. Now, Biden downplays the whole thing and basically says, oh, well, there's there's no problem there. But, of course, he doesn't release the phone call or any of the information or the translation. Um, you know, China knows that Biden doesn't have the chutzpah or, you know what I'm talking about, the backbone to uh, uh, to fight anything. So it's not unusual, like during the Biden administration, when Russia took Crimea, uh, I mean, Obama administration, Russia took Crimea in 2014. Nobody said boo. And now uh, it looks like it's going to happen before the 2024 election. Has it ever been this bad? I mean, if 10 ever been this bad between the United States and China, General Kellogg? Uh, Judge, no, I, it has not been. And frankly, one, uh, and I hate to say this, and it's going to sound terrible, but I think Biden is compromised in China because of Hunter Biden. And I just oh, think yeah. that's going to eventually come out. But I've never seen the relations this bad. Look, they have never, ever uh, done, the Chinese have done what they've done with Taiwan they've done recently. You know, when, when in, in 2019, we, the, well, the Trump administration put three carrier battle groups around Taiwan in the South China Sea. And, and, and we made it very clear to them, don't screw around with the United States of America. And I just don't think that the Chinese really have any respect at all for Joe Biden. And remember, remember Bob Gates said, his former Secretary of Defense, right. former Director of CIA, 
you know, Joe Biden's been wrong on nearly every national security decision in the last 40 years. Yeah, foreign However, policy, Obama right. Said, yeah, and Obama said, never underestimate Joe's ability to screw something up. You know, Judge, here's where I think the real, you know, cut comes from is when when the Obama administration went under after Osama bin Laden and they were in the situation of making the decision to go or no go to go take down Obama. I'm, I'm sorry, take down Osama bin Laden. Right. The guy in the room that said, no, don't do it, was Joe Biden. That sets you up for a character flaw on leadership and having, having the courage to do something. And I think it, it's coming true in spades with every national security issue we have currently. Name me one – somebody I, I challenge anybody – with all of those things going on right now, name me one good thing he's done. Well, they would security. tell you, yeah, but General Keith Kellogg, they'll say, well, he got out, he got Zawahiri, you know, good for him. Yeah, and that's one of but, but But my counter to that is, yeah, that's really good. But, you know, this is one of those they've let, they abandoned Afghanistan just about a year ago. Right. And the guy in charge of, of Afghanistan, the, the interior minister, the guy responsible for safety and security, is a guy named Siri Hakani who runs the Hakani Terrorist Network. Hakani Network, oh, way, right? This this guy's got a ten million dollar bounty on his head from the FBI, and this guy's your Interior Minister, Security. So of course he's letting Al Qaeda run wild in that area, and, and I think it's an ungoverned state. It's sort of like in our old Wild West, we had the hole in the wall gangs. I, I think you're seeing that in Afghanistan right now, where every known terrorist group is going to go in there because they know it's it's ungoverned space. So he can say, "Yeah, we got Sawahiri." But why did he go there in the first place? I mean, yep. Why was he allowed to, to operate freely and openly uh, in, in pure violation of every accord we ever had with anybody? Well, you know, I think that Biden's fumbling and his strategic ambiguity uh, and his weakness, even with the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, sends a huge message. Uh, it, it really is embarrassing, I must tell you, General Kellogg, as, and all of the, the, the collateral, not collateral, but the other issues that are that are pending. You know, we've got Ukraine and Russia and, you know, the, the debacle in Afghanistan where the Taliban has. Did we ever figure out, although no one will admit it, the, the, the value of the equipment that we left in the hands of the Taliban? Or did anybody ever talk about, you know, the fact that 13 people were killed unnecessarily when they, they do an exit plan from a cosmopolitan airport as opposed from a, uh, a, a fort that was protected? I mean, it's just, it's, it's lunacy. Yeah, well, you, there's three things could have happened. It was either poor planning, poor execution, or poor decision-making uh, by the president of the United States, who is commander in chief. And it's the it was poor decision making. There were plans set in place. And I know this with an absolute fact certitude because I was involved in it. There was absolute well done planning for us to get out in a disciplined manner. And, and we were going to reach a certain position in our force structure where we're going to have 3,500 troops on the ground, over 3,000 paramilitary. We we'd keep the airports. We'd keep everything ready to go. And then Biden just walked out the door on it. So that's what I'm saying. I think you know, I, I, the planning was OK. The execution was ready to go. He just made some bad decisions out there. And, you know, the more important thing is the biggest uh, when you look at uh, the, the biggest prison, he opened up the biggest prison right after he, he abandoned Afghanistan. You know, all the former Taliban just walked out the door. Oh, right, right. That was at the uh, at the fort there. What what was the name of that fort? I can't remember where they were. Uh, uh, not uh, not at Kabul. Um, oh, just um, yeah, the air there. Yeah, yeah, and okay. it's a shame. Had they stayed there, I mean, these people, 
uh, would have been in jail. But the, the bottom line is that, that, that the president fumbled it. And the amazing part of it, General Kellogg, is that Biden chose to blame Trump, saying we had to get out of there. Uh, and Trump didn't give him a deadline. Trump basically, you know, said that there is we, we, we will end the war and it's time to leave. But that didn't mean you leave like in a panic, uh, which is yeah, what it- they did. Yeah, and that was it. Was Bagram Air Base? That was the Bagram, base that was there. That's right, Bagram Air and, and, and Base. And, and it was uh, about twenty miles north of the capital. But they had, that's when they had that biggest prison in Bagram, and we let it go. I mean, it's it was, you know, it was it was what? a safe position because we're just north of there of the capital. It was secure, uh, and we could have defended that in in, in any case. But it just walked away from it. Yeah, and put us in the middle of a cosmopolitan city as if that was going to be a safer way to exit. It was a very, very, very sad thing, and I think it's emblazoned in the minds of most Americans. But I think finally, uh, I think that the, the 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 biggest issue right now is that what will come with China simulating these attacks on Taiwan, the heightened you know simula- simulation of the war. Uh, the strategic ambiguity of the United States, the uncoordinated trip by Nancy Pelosi. Uh, I think it signals not just the weakness of the America of America that they all knew, but the fact that it's time for China to act if they're ever going to act regarding Taiwan. Would you agree? I agree 100 percent. I think the next two years are going to be pretty interesting because I think that's going to be the window of vulnerability going forward. All right. All right. Thank you so much, General Keith Kellogg. You're always great to have on the show. Thank you for being with us.